Last time on Children of the Shroud, we started at the academic decathlon where we discovered Lowell Thornton was cheating using magical Altoids. The Children of the Shroud leapt into action with an angry Silas acting out of sorts. Gunny and T discovered his friend Morris died at Lowell's home last summer during a party and Silas still holds a grudge. They follow Lowell to his home and decide to wait to take action. Splitting up, T goes on a very nice date with Kaylee, Gunny helps his mom at the store, and Silas meets with Erlis, Mesame's mother, who knows Silas is part of his daughter's essence. They have a very tense conversation about Mesame, and Silas bravely, or stupidly, stands up for his belief in the veil when Erlis wants nothing but revenge for what happened to Mesame. Now, let's pick up as the Children of the Shroud figure out their next move in dealing with Lowell. Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign. And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flameworth, son of the Flameworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, son of the enigmatic Winter Wind and Rookie Elemental Mage. My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family. I'm Phil Vecchione, and I will be your GM. I'm going to cut to the evening. Mm -hmm. Your date is over. Yeah. Casey's gone back. You had a really good time with mm -hmm. her. Um, and I think you're probably going to play some Call of Violence with her. Yep. Probably clan to clan or mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing. You eventually go home and you finish up. Are you all together or are we in a very Gen Z moment? Are you like in a group chat? Maybe we start in a group chat. Yep. Does Gunny have a phone? Oh, yeah. Gunny's got a phone. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a flip phone. It's isn't a flip it? phone. Yeah. 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 No, I can text. no, no, no. You've got like a. He said that. Yeah, he he's mentioned it before. He has a flip phone. I've got the cheap flip cell phone so my mom can, you know, get a hold of me and I can text. No, no. In the last month, I don't care what it costs me if I have to spend a plot point or whatever. This is this is unacceptable. Those phones don't work very well. And I have a lot of money. I went and got him like a low grade, like iPhone. Like an SE or something. Like like something from like four or five years ago, but better than what he has. Sure. This is unacceptable if we need to talk to each other for like actual veil business. Like your flip phone is just not good enough. I actually had that conversation with you like three, like a week ago. Are you sure? Before we were angry at each other. It's like my old phone. I give yeah. one of my old phones. That's what it is. It's yeah. just sitting in a drawer. Yeah. It's very generous. I appreciate it. Thank Look, you. It's, it's not even about generous. It's just about convenience. Like if you can't talk to us or something goes wrong. I get it. It's old enough that like when you started up, it's got flappy birds on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What's the next scene? Uh, we're texting. Yeah, the next scene is, I think you guys oh, are all, all texting. Like chatting. Yeah, chatting. group text. Are, are, we t are we texting or are we chatting? Like talking on, like talking like through headphones and stuff. Oh, I don't know. Are we playing, call are you and I playing Call of Violence? Yeah, we're playing Call of Violence. I think we're talking, we're talking in Call of Violence. We've got, we've got the, those guys muted and we're talking to each other and we'll, we're, we'll bring him in onto the. Yeah, like Discord. Tony, you're on our Discord. Yeah. Can, can you guys like turn the game down while we're talking? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Give me one second. Click. It's kind of hard to have a conversation with all the guns in the. Was that a tombstone trebuchet? Yes. It's still not as good as the part recycler. Sure. I mean, I hear good things about the chainsaw catapult, so I'm. No, also gonna, good. I, I don't play the game, so I don't have anything to back it up. So, what's the plan? 
Uh, well, yeah, what's the plan? I'm assuming you did go home. Yeah. Just, you know, just making sure. Not, I don't tell them about Erlis. Not, uh, you know, not trying to cause a, a thing. So we need to find a way to get him out of his house. A reason for him to come out of his house. Or just or just stake it up. I mean, I think challenging him to come out might not be the best thing. Hold on, hold on. Let me just call Archie. I'm pretty sure Archie is like in your guild. Let's just bring Archie into the call. Hey, what's up, guys? We uh, need a favor. Uh, what do you need, a fourth for playing? Sure. I mean, we could use a fourth for playing, really just a third. Gu- guarding the Shroud kind of favor. Yeah, oh. one of those. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? We uh, need information about a partial mundane. Partial mundane? What does yeah. that mean? Well, Lowell Thornton from uh, Lockwood Academy mm-hmm. today had a magic artifact that he used, a tin of Altoids that he was chewing on to kind of push a little bit at the shroud and help him do better in the in the contest. In academic decathlon? Yes. Yeah, seriously. Somebody used magic to try to win academic decathlon? And they still lost. Fuck that guy. All right, what do you guys need? Well, I mean, he beat you at the question. You Whatever. Made, but... We'd like to we'd like to get a do a do a dive on his social medias, and see if we can find out what he is into, so we can kind of figure out how to get him out of the house. We can actually take a look at him and see if we can get a hold of that, that tin of Altoids. Snatch and grab. I mean, I like that you guys thought of me, but if you like check his Facebook account, like I think any one of you guys could do that. Uh, if you'd like something a little more creative, none of us are friends with him, so we can't see his actual posts. Yeah. Well. But yes, if you have something more creative. That's why we brought you in. I mean, I can make text appear on his phone. I can give you his geolocation. Like, what do you guys... Yes, that. We would like his geolocation updated constantly. Can you you track his phone? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's good, but wouldn't it be useful to check his... Who he's been texting? Communication. Yeah, that too. To find out if he is actually communicating with anybody in the magical world. I'm with you, yes. Because then we might know, like, maybe he's not a mundane. Yeah, or he's his contact that is not mundane, and like take them down. Yes, because if somebody's feeding magic stuff to a mundane person, that that's got to go. Uh, absolutely, that ain't happening. That's going to cause problems. Okay, you want his text? Want his, his text? text and his location? His location, yeah. That's a twofer. All right, let's see what I can do. Do you need us to roll popular or anything? Uh, no, this is just ritual magic. He's going to go off and do this ritual magic. We know somebody that can help us. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I think, though, I think there should be a cost for this since you're just leaning on your network of friends. Uh, let's see. What's suitable? Whatever favor he wants back. I mean, the words are going to come out of my mouth. We owe you one, Arch. You just write that on a card. <laughs> <laughs> just going to put a D8 on that. Just going to put it on a card here. Now it's a thing. And that, folks, is how you handle favors in Cortex Prime. We owe you Arch D8. It's not a trivial favor because you're asking for two things. All right. Arch is going to go off, take care of that. Whose phone does this go? You know what? I'll just drop it into the chat. Perfect. Going to go commune. Okay. Have fun with that. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So as you guys are doing this, we cut to this like overhead camera view of Arch in his room. And he's literally sitting on the floor with a laptop with a bunch of old peripherals and things like he's got old discs forming like a magic circle like there's a there's like an actual five and five and a quarter floppy a three and a half a zip drive cartridge oh one of those um oh those old 90s optical disc drive he's got a couple of those like arranged in a pattern 
with some like ribbon cables and stuff as he's sitting on his laptop, not even typing, just communing with his laptop. With hackers music playing. Two hours later, on the group chat, a zip file appears that says texts. And then on your phone, Silas, your where's people app, Mm -hmm. you get a uh, new entry for Lowell. Ding. Ding. Cool. I got his location. Okay. Cool. What's in these texts? Yeah, let's look. We see you guys just going through a bunch of these texts. It's not terribly interesting for a while. And then you find a conversation between Lowell and somebody named Samia. And there's a phone number. You can actually follow this chat for a little while. Is that a clue? It is a clue. Everybody mark an experience point. We got a clue. (laughs) Ding. This text chat goes back into last year. And the gist of it, I'm just going to sum it up for you. Samia has been selling Lowell drugs, mostly Ridlin. Lowell is looking for academic performance pharmaceuticals. He needs to be able to focus more, study more. He's under tremendous pressure from his parents to do well. And sometime at the end of last year, before the summer started, Lowell was complaining that the Ridlin wasn't doing anything or wasn't doing enough. Was there anything better? And he hounds Samia for a little while. And then Samia's like, I got a thing. It'll be better than you can imagine, but it's going to cost you. And it's going to take a while for me to get it for you. All of this is like really innuendo kind of chat stuff. You're reading a lot between the lines on this, but you're feeling fairly confident in what you're interpreting. Did those chats right there occur before or after the pool party? Before. Before the pool party where Morris died? Yes. That's what they said it's going to cost you. That's what I was just wondering. Let's keep reading. So scrolling through more of the texts after the incident at Lowell's house and closer to the beginning of the school year, Samia texts Lowell and says, I've got it. It's going to cost you 20K. And he agrees. And that's the last thing that you see on it until sometime into the school year where Lowell's like, holy shit, I can't believe how good this is. When can I get more? As if $20,000 was just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. I imagine Gunny's eyes are probably popping out. Richard, people boggle me. I have a question about me and Gunny, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this tension manifests between the two of us after the fight in the car. I could use some help. So one thing is just in the back and forth. Like I just said, rich people boggle me. Yeah. Which again, probably set you off a little bit. Oh because yeah, probably. You're, you're rich. And I didn't mean it that way, obviously, because, you know. Cool. So, so you say them I'm like bother you, huh? You know, that's not what I meant. Yeah? You sure? I haven't known a lot of people who were wealthy. I've never had a friend who was one until you. Mm. All right? But some of the things that other wealthy people do just don't make sense to me because I can't put the things together. $20,000 is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So that's what, you know, brain don't parse. Okay. Not against you. That's nice. It's just a thing. Thought you were smart. <sighs> for those of you not here, the look on Phil's face when he said that was priceless. I haven't seen his eyes bug like that for a while. Oh, man. Besides that, at some point, it's going to affect a role. Yes, I know. But I want I it to come out in the story, too. Definitely. That was a good moment. It's not getting better. <laughs> so this tool 
looks for performance enhancers, his contact says they can get something better, clearly it's magical. And I'm fairly confident from the way this conversation went, Lowell has no clue. He still cheated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We should look into Samia then, right? Absolutely. I will also mention that if a non-magical person is walking around with a potential magical artifact, we have to go get it. That is probably also a problem. We do have to steal that back. Yeah, we do. Or take it from him or get rid of it, destroy it, something. Want to do that first? What if we had Archie block Samia's excess and we text Lowell as Samia saying, hey, meet me here. I've got something even better than what you've got now. Do we want to do that? With We we already owe Archie a bunch of favors. I mean, you can't just use Archie for everything. You guys are going to have to do some stuff yourself. Also, we can just use this app thing that he got for us with his location to find out when he leaves the house and go get him. That's also true. That is a thing. And doesn't cost us anything because he already paid for it. Yes, mm-hmm. that's also true. T-Man, we're playing the world of politics right here. Like, I know we're just kids, but this is how the veil kind of works. Mm-hmm. By the way, Gunny, this is how the veil works, in case you were wondering. Kind of figuring that out, I guess. I do catch on eventually. Fair enough. So I'm just going to look at my phone and we will either take the night or we'll wait till tomorrow to like find a time when this kid is not at home and then go find him. We will also explain to Miss Cortez what we're doing. She's our teacher. Oh, sure. Sure. We probably shouldn't just be running around. At least if they don't, I do. No, that's that's a fair point. We should let her know that we are investigating this potentially dangerous situation. Yeah. So Miss Cortez is like, absolutely. Follow your instincts and keep me up to date. You're doing great. She sends you back like an emoji of a thumbs up. Like, he's like, we will do that. Okay, boss man, what are we doing? Well, we have to wait till he starts to move. Then we go grab him. I'll help you with that. You guys see Lowell on the move. Silas sees it on his phone. Lowell heads out towards the waterfront. One car, two car, three cars. How do we want to do this? Somebody's going to go pick up Gunny. Yeah, there's not three cars. Gunny, I'm on my way. I'm not going to be able to keep up with you on my bike. <laughs> okay, I forgot about the bike. All right, we go pick up. I'll go pick up Gunny. I'll meet you guys over there. All right. Because I'm sure as fuck not picking him up. Cut again. Silas, you're following your phone, and you get down to the river. You can see Lowell's car. It's got a rack on top of it. Based on location, once you look, you see him out on the water in a kayak. He's kayaking around the area. I just watch. He's getting some exercise. So what uh, area of the waterfront are we by? We were down the waterfront, which means the skyways are like right there. Yeah, I mean, you're like in that general area. We can see the silos from across the way. I know where the kayak port is. I mean, Chris knows where the kayak launch is. It's right there on the river. Hey, skyway's right over there, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe we can go look at the skyway. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on Lowell. I'm going to use a spell to capsize his boat, flip his kayak. (laughs) I have control. I'll spend a mana pool die to do it. Yeah, I mean, don't, you're going to have to manifest your weapon out here, right? No, it's ritual magic. I don't have to. Oh, you're going to ritual. Okay. I suppose I do have to manifest my weapon to do it. Yeah, because it's a martial magical effect. If you're going to do it that way, in, if you're going to do a ritual to capsize this. No, rituals take time and like you have to like set stuff up. I'm going to go find a dark shadow <laughs> my sword and do it. Fuck that guy. Okay. It's Sunday morning, so it's not super busy down here. Uh-huh. But there's like an occasional car that passes by and an occasional like couple like you know somebody goes jogging by or a couple goes walking by like with a stroller or whatever it's not super packed we're gonna need two rolls out of this okay so okay. the first roll i need i need you to do an emo roll to like not get caught like waving a sword around down here and nobody's really paying attention so i'm just gonna make the difficulty for this a d6 but 
some weird shit could happen if you roll bad. So, hmm. and Lowell's just out there, like he's in his kayak, just paddling. Like he's got pods in, and he's just paddling away. He's not really paying attention. Anything. So my emo's D four, my affiliation for school, because this is definitely a, a school thing. So I'm annoyed. Um, I'm gonna say that this is not a school thing. I think this is. You are either acting straight up magic or veil. Like you are trying to, you are trying to pull off something with your, with magic. I am attacking my rage, by the way. I feel like I'll feel better after I do this. I will, I will also allow All that. Right, either way, it's a D8. Okay. I just figured because it's a, it's a, the, the reason I'm doing it is because it's a school thing. That's why I say it's school. Yeah. School's like usually non-magical. It is. But in this case, because when we fought the Lancaster Legends, sometimes school came up because we were fighting school versus school. It's true. Well, all right. If you're talking about like Lockwood and yeah. side, and also, you know, he killed my mundane friend. I'm, again, I'm head. still good with that. So if you want to go school, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Die wise. It's all the same. Okay. And I will use a frozen soul, not my own. Okay. Cause I'm using my water magic to do this. Okay. Passerby difficulty is seven. So this is just so that nobody sees you do this. Oh, somebody saw it. Cause I rolled a five with a one. <laughs> you may still, by the way, go through with it. Just now, yeah, I'm gonna go through with it. Somebody's definitely gonna see this, and that one is definitely purchasable. They saw something weird. They didn't definitely didn't see my sword. Whatever they saw. The question is, who saw it? It just means I strained the shroud. That's all. Uh yep. That's exactly what we're gonna put up here. I imagine it's probably just a D6, right? Yep. I almost D4'd myself for son of the Flameworth family to get an extra plot point, but that uh, plot point is yours if you want to use yours or take mine. What do I get the sword of the one? Yeah, about the one. Okay, you strain cool. the shroud. Shrouds like now, in, like in in flux yeah, right I now. I also failed. Ah, uh, yeah. So you definitely get seen. Like somebody actually sees you, like holding a sword. Like they don't see it where it came from or anything like yeah, that. Just a but, random kid's down on the waterfront with a sword, swinging yeah. it around. So like, there's a person who like looks and you know kind of side eyes you and then like keeps walking. By the way, go ahead and give me a roll to capsize a little. Lowell is also not a spectacular, like he's gets a D8 for distinction, but he's not a spectacular kayaker. So he is also represented by 2D6. Cool. I'm going to use geek. I'm going to use, I feel, it feels like it's still school. I feel like I'm still being vengeful in the dick. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Vengeful and dick is okay. Yeah. And I will use son of the Flameworth family and drop that to a D4 because I'm doing the thing that I shouldn't be doing. Take another plot point. That's fine. Chris is, by the way, hoarding plot points. What are you at four right now? Yes, I'm at four. Uh, That's what I got. Tell me the nature of the magic. Okay, so all I have to do is wave my sword around a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what I did when I moved that water out of the way. Oh, sure, sure. I wait for a boat to come by that's kind of far away, and I use the wake from that boat to increase it to, like, knock him over. Screw that guy. Good roll. Yeah, that is a good roll. I can't even beat it if I had to add the dice together. I would get I get a thirteen, so I failed. He doesn't get tapsized, Dick. He does. He does get hit with it, but he actually like he stays on top of it and starts paddling. And then after he manages to stay afloat, he kind of you know he's like <laughs> like raises his uh, oar a bit over his head. I am the greatest kayaker in all the land. On the bright side, I didn't roll a one, so I don't probably increase my rage. Thankfully, <laughs> yes. On a good note, you also didn't you know titanic him by like you know making an iceberg that he hits yeah i didn't do that either <laughs> fuck this guy titanic time all right that's all i do i'm like fine if i can't do it i'll just stand here and watch him then yeah he has more excitement in that like few moments than he's had like in like two weeks of kayaking you too it's the first time i've ever been down by the skyway yeah cars are going overhead so for our non-buffalo people the skyway 
is a chunk of highway that is elevated and it connects the downtown area to the south of Buffalo. And it's really stupid and they need to tear it the fuck down and put a surface road there. Tell me how you really feel, Bob. It's dumb. So as long as I've been in Buffalo, the Skyway has been there. And if you, and again, just a little Buffalo trip, like Buffalo history here. If it gets too, if the weather gets too bad or too windy, the Skyway has to be closed. They don't let people drive on it if it gets too windy. And I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if that's rumor or not, you guys tell me, but I think, did I once heard an urban legend that somebody broke down, got out of their car and like blew off the Skyway? I don't I'm know. I'm fairly that's... confident that that is not an urban legend and it actually happened. Okay. So you are under the Skyway kind of near where um, Harbor Center is. Okay. You can find this on your Google Maps. Yep. So you're walking around down there, and that this is where Ike told you that he had seen your dad. What are you doing? One, looking around, seeing, you know, if there's anybody that's just kind of like hanging out or an obvious place where somebody could surreptitiously hang out. So you're walking around under the Skyway. First of all, it smells like chariots. You are not far from the General Mills plant. Mm. So it smells like it smells like warm Cheerios. Warm Cheerios. That is a true fact. People who are not from Buffalo. Our town smells mm. like Cheerios. Yes. Yeah. All right. I feel like we need a role here. And I feel like the role we need is something in, with magic and emo. You're basically looking around and trying to figure out, like, what might your father have done or been down here doing? So I think magic emo is where we want to go here. I can live with that. Uh, magic and emo are both eights for me. Yes. And so for our listeners, I am just going to put 2d6 together because this is a clue and I actually don't want it to be a very hard clue for Bob to find. So this is a difficulty d6. All right. And uh, I will be using the sins of the father because I inherited more than just magical talent from the men, which is also a d8, of course, because it's the thingamajigger. Let's do it. Phil's on fire tonight, folks. Boxcars. Lots of times I'm like, this shit averages out. Not tonight. Well... I got a six with a one. We don't get to roll like four and five dice unless we're like doing actual magic stuff. <laughs> like that's a problem. All right. So I think just from looking around, you can't do this. Now, I'm not saying there isn't anything no, here. No, I get it. Yeah. I'm like wandering around going, I don't, I don't like where would this dude hang out if he was hanging out down here? I don't get it. Looking around and kind of even opening yourself up magically and like feeling around isn't doing it. You got to move to some sort of ritual. All right. Yes. Let me find a spot that looks good to do a quick ritual. What kind of ritual are we doing? Uh, I'm going to see if I can locate where my dad may have been. I have an idea. We'll go right up into one of the little crooks near the where the where the skyway posts come right down to the ground. There's a good spot there to do a ritual. We'll be in the shadow. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. So I sit down and I start setting up a little ritual. And, I've you know, I've been learning how all this stuff works. So I'm like, I'm going to try something. So I pull the axe. Okay, yeah, yeah. I use the axe to draw a circle of frost. I like it. Then I put the axe in the middle, and I sit down, and I focus, and I reach out, thinking about the winter wind. Can I assist him with this? Uh, You absolutely can. So we need an activation here. The effect is create a magical effect not listed above with GM's approval, which is going to be a location. You're going to divine a location. Now it's costs. Whatever the cost you decide are. Yeah, the activation. So GM chooses one or more of the following. This is going to require T's help, and you two are totally tied up in this ritual. Okay. Now I'm going to cut back while you're performing this ritual, mm-hmm. and you will get your answer. 
you are unable to help. Yep. Silas. <laughs> as Lowell paddles back to shore. Yep. I'm just waiting there for him to get out of the water. Waiting right there? Yeah. Okay. Not off in the distance. No. Do you have the sword out? Right there. No. Okay. I put it away. So you're just like standing at the at the kayak launch. As far as I can tell, he's a mundane human being and I'm not here to like beat him up or anything like I mean I might. We'll see. Okay. So Lowell paddles up. He gets close enough so he can get out. I think it's like a dock because it's a kayak because he can it carry is, it. It's actually a launch. It's right there. Yeah. So he gets out and turns and sees you and pulls his pods out of his ears, which he has on a string because, you know, he's exercising. He didn't want to lose them. Yeah, yeah. So he like pulls them out and just lets them hang. And he's like, uh, hey, Silas. Sup, Lo? I don't know. I'm kayaking. What are you? What are you? You don't look like you're dressed to go kayaking. Nope. Came down here to talk to you, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, give me a second. And he hops out and grabs the kayak and, like, lifts it out of the water and, like, walks it. Like, he puts it down just past the launch, like, on... He puts it down gently, like, there's a patch of grass that he puts it down on. It's not to scratch the bottom of it. And he's like, yeah, man, what, what can I do for you? We're gonna talk about Samia. Oh. Do you, um... Do you need, like, a little help studying? No, I just want to meet her. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that's why you meet Samia. How do you even know about Samia? Yeah, well, you know, I find things out, talk to people. All right. I mean, her, uh, her, her cost on Ridland's a little high, but like her supply is good. Is that what that Altoid was at the competition? Oh, I mean, Altoid's just an Altoid, man. Is it now? I'm going to open this up to you. He clearly does not want to tell you anything. Uh Uh-huh. So, at this moment, if you want to push him, I would be okay going into a contest to see if he'll hold or if you can get him to tell you more. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with this contest. And since you caught him in the water and he has a wetsuit on and can't reach the Altoids that are in a waterproof pouch inside his suit. Oh, that's the thing I didn't know. Yeah, you don't. You still don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that. But that means that Lowell is not as special as he was when you guys encountered him. By the way, I don't think we've ever, since we started the story, we haven't described what Lowell looks like. No, we haven't. The best way I can tell you is that he looks like Timothy Chalamet. Okay, sounds good. You know, he's young looking, fairly good looking guy, not muscular, like he's just pretty slim. He looks kind of like me. (laughs) He does actually kind of look kind of like you. Like rich white kid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Kind of scrawny, not scrawny, but, you know, thinner, rich, rich white kid. Yeah, exactly. People often mistake Chris Nizak for Timothy Chalamet. No, so. they don't. I meant me as in Silas. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to represent uh, Lowell with a D8 for one of his distinctions, which is being driven to success. Uh-huh. And 2D6. He's not exceptionally good at lying about anything. I'm going to actually lean on him being like, look, I know what you're doing. I know what's going on. I would like to not have to blow you into the proper authorities in this situation and all i require in return is that tin of altoids that you used at the thing and the location of samia for sure you're gonna have to win this contest because he is not willingly gonna hand over these of course he's not (laughs) he's like the altoids fuck no i'm not giving those up at all fuck off i don't even know what you're talking about like he just he's all over the place i'm threatening him because i know how driven he is sure just based on like what he's willing to do like Mobile you and your parents and your school and make a, make your life a living hell for a while that you don't need because, you know, college is coming up and nobody wants to see that on your transcript. I mean, that's a good you should just launch. You should launch your attack here. Mm-hmm. You're definitely on the offensive. 
Do you want to set the difficulty or do you want me to set the difficulty? You seem to be pressing the attack. I will here. set the difficulty. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I am the one that's doing the attacking, so he's got to beat me. Uh, yeah, I only got three dice, which is... Uh, uh, would you care for some rage? Can I use that? Yeah, you're pissed at him, man. Like, you just threatened to blow him okay, in. Okay, that's fine. I'm down with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, the D10 for geek, the D8 for school, because I'm definitely coming after him with school-type stuff. Yeah. And um, the D8 for being son of a flameworth, because this is what my father does. Oh, yeah, no, you're, like, this is, you're totally being a bastard about this. Yep, D6 for my, uh, D6 for the rage. Yeah. So here's the set. Suck it. 20. <laughs> <laughs> With what, a D8 effect die? Yeah, but I don't know that the effect die is going to matter too much. Let's see. If I need it. All right, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I don't think numerically unless I really roll something. I think you're going to max out all your dice, right? Well, I got to max out dice and I got to spend a plot point to buy that extra. Yeah. Like, I only got one, I only got one play here. Like, I got to go big. You said 20? Yeah. Oh, that ain't it. That's a seven with a one. I don't even have to spend this. If I have to, I will buy that one for him to give me the tin of Altoids. So here's what happens. So you scare the shit out of him. With your heroic success, when you mention the Altoids, he subconsciously, like he can't help himself, he puts his hand on the outside of his wetsuit where the Alto- like where the Altoids are. So you have them on you. Just give them over. We can make this not a thing and just tell me where Samia is and how I can find her. And you'll never or see from me again. All right. So you won this and you won it handily. By like two levels of success. Yes. So grudgingly, he's like, fuck you, man. He's like, he unzips his wetsuit and he's like, whatever. And he like reaches, he reaches into the wetsuit and he opens, like he's got like a little waterproof bag. He opens it up and he flips you the little container of Altoids. I catch it. There. Now what? Samia. What do you need? You need an introduction? Yeah. You can also tell me what happened to Morris. I think you already know what happened to Morris. I know the bullshit story that your parents weaved together. Is that what this is about? You pissed off? Yeah. It was a fucking accident, man. Morris, was it? Morris got drunk at my party. Fell into the pool. No one was there. Because we were all drunk in the house. Mm. That, that's it, man. That's what happened. Don't think so. Two things. He still will refer you to Samia, because now he wants you the fuck out of his face. Yep. If you want to push him about the thing with Morris, that's uh, up to you. I'll buy the one to put him even more on edge. Uh, yeah. If you want to buy the one, can I give you a clue for it? Sure. I'll do it all legit. I'm going to write it down as an actual D6. Okay. Because you can use this later for leverage. This is just me channeling my father all over the place. That trait is talk to Jenna. Talk to Jenna. So what he says to you is, he's like, look, man, as far as I know, he went, had a few drinks with Jenna, stumbled out out of the pool house and fell into the pool drunk. That's all I know, man. All right, I'll go talk to Jenna then. Thank you. Oh, you also want the introduction to Samia. Yeah. He has to fulfill that. Yep. So he takes out his phone and he's like, just tell her I also want to buy some stuff. It's fine. Give me your number. I'd give him my number. He types it in and he's like, you'll get a text from her. Okay, then we're done here. I'm going to let you make a roll. I want you to read uh, lol. I want you to pick up a clue off lol. All right. Uh, I think I'll use popular for this, right? For that's sure. for re- not popular uh, performer. Performer. I mean, yeah. that's what I meant for like reading people and whatnot. Yeah. All right. So we'll do performer. We'll do probably school, right? This is mundane stuff. Yeah. And then I'll use my uh, my father, the son of the Flameworth family. Yeah. You're still like you're full on. You're full on Flameworth bastard right um, now. I don't know that my rage actually comes into this because of 
Nah, I don't know. I don't think so. In, in this case, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the D6 because you're looking for a clue here. Yep. And I have a six with a one. Yeah, I got a ten. When he gives you the Altoids, he's pissed, but he's not freaking out. As in, he's got more somewhere. Yeah. So just hold on to that. He has more somewhere, but you now have the ones he had on him. It's okay. I can use those to find the other ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not worried about it. He doesn't know I'm magical. This has just been a very uh, uncomfortable conversation for him. Whereas I, yeah, I mean, you just knowledge. bullied him, and he basically just bought you off with a few of the a few of the Altoids. Yeah. Take it easy, man. You'll never hear from me again. God willing. Great. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Fuck you too, cheater. <laughs> Great. Meanwhile, (laughs) you two finish the ritual. I'm basically standing behind him, just watching him do the ritual, trying to remember all the basic, like, as he's doing things, I try to remind him things I learned when I was doing my first rituals. Exactly. So you're like the two of you are working on this. And when you finish the ritual, which is basically like looking for where your father was, a bunch of birds suddenly fly out from the top of a nearby arch that is holding up the skyway. Mm-hmm. Not at the bottom, mm-hmm. but like 20 feet up, there's a space. It's like a U-shaped thing, yeah. right? So up there, like just as the ritual ends, and you know that this is the product of the ritual, a bunch of birds like fly out from that location and you look up and you swear you can see something up there. But you are also standing down here. That's all right, because I have magic. Without missing a beat, without saying anything to T, I grab the axe off the ground, I wave it around, I build some mana up, and I fling it behind me, and I lift myself into the air. I have movement. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing that Silas had to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a emo magic roll. For you to do this without anyone seeing. And then I'm going to, uh, and you know what? I just need that roll. You can fly up there. I'm not going to make you, I'm going to make you roll that part. What I need you to do is not get caught about to fly 20 feet up in the air. Pretty much the same dice pool as the last one. Three eights. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> double 12, double six again. Yeah, he rolled, he rolled a 12. For those keeping score at home, I'm whipping some ass around here. Well then. Can you do it? I can when I do that. Nice. So that becomes a 16. Oh, very nice. Unfortunately, it's not enough for a heroic, but that doesn't matter. Nope. But you make it up to the top. And then, like, after he's up there, a car kind of rolls by. You know, just driving through the area kind of thing. But no one sees him up there, and no one saw him get up there. Up there, you find a, a small, round disc. It just looks like a piece of metal until you pick it up, and then... Glowing on it are like a set of magical symbols. Well then, do they look at all familiar? I would like a magical geek roll. See if you can figure out what this is. I would love to do that. That's eight for mage, ten for geek, and eight for my dad. That's only a four. Better. (laughs) Tell me you have trouble beating my four? No, I got a ten, but I also got a one. Oh, well, that's fine, because I'm just going to straighten the shroud again. So here, take your point. Shroud. It's whipping some magic up around here today. D8. It's fine. It's only D8. What you realize it is, is it's a recorded message. And you can actually, like, play it. Oh, of course I do. Okay. So when it plays, 
you don't hear your father's voice. You hear Mr. Flameworth's voice. Uh And it says, You haven't checked in through the normal channels. I'm leaving this message here in case you're checking your more hidden spots. Let me know if you're okay or if you need help. I'll check back in a few days. Well then, isn't that interesting? Consorting with a renegade for shame. I assume that is a three-point aha moment for him? Yes. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Silas, you are in the parking lot as Lowell takes off. His Tesla doesn't really make any noise. He quickly just throws the um, kayak on top. Yeah, on top, straps it down hastily and takes off because he's still actually pretty nervous that he... You know, just got blackmailed he by He tries him. to peel out, but it's more like, like a <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> Should we change the rage at Lul to rage at Morris's death at this point? If you'd like to. If you're putting your anger, I'm very okay, like, leaving it on the table, it but feels, just... It feels appropriate that it has shifted off of Lowell and is just a general... There's no reason for me to be angry at him anymore. I just made him look dumb. Yes. Okay. So what are you doing? You're in the parking lot and you're like looking around. You're just like, waiting for these guys. Okay. Just, I'm, not, I'm not doing any more magic in the middle of the, of the waterfront. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wait until we can go somewhere else to like figure out what's up with these Altoids. Are you doing anything? Yes. Yes. There's plenty of cars driving around. There's plenty of dust and dirt. I'm going to, while well, he's busy around up there, I'm going to do another ritual to take some of the dust and dirt to create a cloud to basically re-knit the shroud. Yep. So that people don't see what's going on around here. Difficulty for that is D6 because the shroud is pretty passive, but the strain is an eight. So I am I will be rolling a D8 and two D6. He's not really good at this yet, so we'll take a D4. See how badly we screwed this up. Oh, I have a viable one and an eight total. I do not have a viable one and I have an eight as well. You need higher. I need higher to knit the veil back. Yes, you need higher to have used your effect die to bump down the veil, but you actually could for a plot point you could use the one to push that veil back down to a D6. Or you can just leave it alone. He's trying to do this. He'll succeed. So that'll, so that'll, give, us, that'll give us an 11. What's your effect die? A D4. Oh, then it's same thing. Well, he can buy it down for a step because he's buying the one. Yeah, they're the same thing. Okay, yep. I mean, he's trying to do this. I would... It'll probably fix itself now at this point. Yeah, but that's not what he, he does, though. Oh, you mean because of what we did, it'll fix... Well, it would have fixed itself anyway, but... It'll no. fix itself pretty quick now. I'm going to assume you uh, are able to get down and you guys come back along the parking lot to find Silas standing there. And Lowell is nowhere to be seen. Lowell's car is nowhere to be seen. And there's just Silas. What's up? He's already gone. Got it. Did you kick his ass? No. Sort of. Mentally. You scared the shit out of him, didn't you? Uh, Of course I did. I also got this, which is the Altoid case with the Altoids in it that were giving him his boost, which are... Some sort of Ritalin, but I bet it's magic infused. Sure, definitely. Put it in my pocket. What did you find? Yeah. Um. What's up? We did a ritual and we saw a bunch of birds fly and then he suddenly took off into the air. I found a spot where my dad was hanging out. Okay. Apparently it's one of his secret hidey holes. All right. Of which he has many. The more interesting thing is part of me doesn't want to do this here. Okay. If we want to talk about it somewhere else, we can. Let's go go home to somebody's place? Sure, we can go to my house. No. We go to my house? Uh, okay, we'll go to T's. You know what? It's not like it's gonna be super overt. I hit the thing. I pull out the disc and I go boop and you hear your dad's voice. You haven't checked in through the normal channels. 
That I'm leaving this message here. That's not. You're checking your yeah. more hidden spots. Fuck. Let me know if you're I, uh, okay. I gotta go. So I get in my car and I go home. Well, hang on. Wait a second. What? Before you run off. What? Like, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna go talk to him. I'm already in the car. I'm turning it on. <sighs> Wait. Why? If we confront your dad now, we may lose any leads we have on tracking down where Gunny's dad is. I'm, I'm more concerned with, with you just kind of throwing it in his face. We don't know what it means. It feels like it's something, but what if we're wrong? We need more information before we just go running around accusing people of something. Especially your dad. Who's accusing? I'm going to go find out what's going on. This is bullshit. If he's working with Renegade, or that Renegade's not actually a Renegade and is just operating behind the scenes for the veil, this is, this is some bullshit. This is not how I was taught. This is not right. I feel that. Oh, man, I don't. Isn't this the kind of thing like, your dad has to do, though? You've seen a spy movie before, right? Like, sure. You don't want to just blow this whole thing up. Sometimes you have to pretend to be a renegade to catch the renegades. I guess, but it's been years. Maybe his dad's real good at it. And what if my dad's not on the level? Then confronting him right now without more information would be dangerous for him and you. not going to kill me. I'm his son. No, but he might mess up any chance that Gunny has of getting to see his dad. But they're working together. Hopefully. You've seen spy shows. Handlers never burn the spies that are out in the field, do they? This isn't a spy show. This is real life. Yeah, and exactly. I don't know. You, you got to do what you got to do. I don't I know. Just, who's going to convince me otherwise? I'm starting the car. Do you require a role for this, or, or do you just need convincing through role? Play? I mean, I will. Nothing anybody has said has convinced me. I feel like we need a role that's going to incorporate the strain between us. Probably. So I will attempt to sway you. Go build some pools. Both of you. Yes. Angry, uh-huh. un- unbalanced Silas does not want to necessarily listen to anybody. Of course. All right. I feel since this is the, you know what, this is the veil, so. Here, I'll set. I'll set so you can roll against it. Okay. That makes sense. I'm going to use the relationship with my father, because that makes sense in this situation. I'm going to use Son of the Flameworth family. I'm going to use, um, I think I'll use emo probably, right? Because I'm, what's for emotions? Emo is the weird fringe knowledge and understanding feelings and emotions. Yeah. So I guess emo, which is better for them. And I will use, uh, I think this is Veil, because my, my illusions of what the Veil is because of what my father is doing are being partially shattered in this situation. It's all about my dad. And you get the... We, I think we both do. That we both get the D8 for the tensions? Uh, yeah, there's, this tension is, it's fucking everything up. Oh, before you roll, yeah. if T wants to jump in and try to help you... I am going to. Yep. This is where he could lend I a mean, die. All of the roleplaying has led to T helping. Yes, yes I'm going to give you a performer. Because that, that's negotiation, things like that, influence. That'll give you another D8 to play with. The problem for me in choosing either way is the story is interesting both ways. So I, I'll just let the dice decide, which... I think that's perfectly fine. All right, what, what do you got for me? Oh, I got, I got a 10 with a D8. And I didn't softball it either. Like, I didn't go with a D4 on my distinction. I yeah. just figured it makes sense, more sense to go at it. All right, so I've got my, uh, I've got my veil, my emo, my uh, distinction for my dad, which I think is fair, and his... D8 for performer. Yep. I've started the car. I'm like, fuck it. And I, I drive away. And then you see me drive out. I get a 13. And then you see my car come back. And then it pulls back up. And I turn it off. And I look at you. I don't know. I don't either. But I feel like we just, you should think it through and maybe get some more information before you throw it at your dad. I don't want you to hurt your relationship with your dad, you know? I'd like you to find your dad. That's part of the point of why we're doing some of this stuff. My dad probably knows where your dad is. Well, according to the disc, or can find him at the time this was placed, he hadn't heard back from him. So who knows? Then I look at T. I'm like, relating it to a spy show? Yeah. That's dumb. 
His dad is obviously a, a, an agent, either a double agent or somebody he's working with out going against who are the renegades? The renegades are the bad guys who are trying to sneak through the bits of the veil and make things as I roll up the window to close the window. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's obvious, but I like where your head's at at least, you know. <laughs> thank you for joining us for Misdirected Mark Plays. Now let's do some Patreon shoutouts to thank those wonderful patrons who support our show. Let's start with the Royal Court. Ty Prunty, also known as Lord Timemonger, Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time, Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus, Chromatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress, Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth, Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies, Andy Olson, the Duke of Dice, John Carney, the Court Necromancer, Craig, the Lord of One Name, Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia, Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard, and J.T. Evans, the Queen's Librarian. Other patrons are Chris Constantine, Miko Freilich, Eric Simon, Fiona, Not That Billy Mitchell, Huxley, Kathleen Halperin, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Beck Esperum, Joseph Noll, Carlos, Heptilemma, Michael Draper, Kubanu, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Rory McLeod, Ninjabi, Joseph Peralta, Brian Kurtz, My Brett, not My Brett, but someone's Brett, Chris Steele, Jared Rasher, Eileen Barnes, and Brandon Barnes. If you'd like more content like this, you can find it on our website at misdirectedmark.com. Want some more? Go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash MMP. There's a bunch of bonus episodes. There's our after show, the Bamboo Lounge podcast, our MM Plays game stuff, like our setting for the this game, the Children of the Shroud. My game development notes for the Lamplighter system are on there. Our character sheets are on there. Our mod stuff is on there. All sorts of stuff is on there. And you get access to our Slack room. And that's important because that's the best way to get a hold of us. But if you don't want to get a hold of us that way, you can reach us using email, mmp at misdirectedmark.com. You can also use Twitter. The best place is at misdirectedmark. Now, we have some other shows on this network. We have Pandas Talking Games, The Gnome Cast, Bonus Experience, and Thaco with Advantage. Let's dig a little deeper into one of those shows. Thaco with Advantage. Angie and Jared love talking about RPGs and D&D. Together, they share insights into the games they're running in the campaign drill and then tackle a variety of topics that affect the game in the DM's workshop. They're going to talk anyway, so they might as well record it. Maybe you'll even pick up an ancient D&D factoid about a previous edition of the game that you'll never use. Now, if that's still not enough, we have some friends who make podcasts. There's the Tabletop Bellhop, your board game concierge, the Knights of the Night who make excellent APs, and Mastering Dungeons with Sean Merwin and Teos Abadia. They're still doing their 5th edition thing, and you can catch them on the podcasts or on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, How to RPG is by Sean P. Kelly of Gaming MBS. It's one of my favorite things going on on the internet on YouTube right now. And if you want a variety of games to talk about, go check it out over there. He is live on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. Well, with that, this has been a Mr. Mark production, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop. We out.